Get a chance to chat with the man behind the song Eye of the Tiger from Survivor. Ides of March, working with 38 Special, the man that has written a soundtrack for us over the years. Jim Peterick, thanks for joining us here at the Kick Studio. How you doing? I'm doing. How are you? Good. Well, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us here a little bit. We start every interview the same two questions for everyone. Are you ready, Jim? I am ready. One, where are you? I'm in a suburb of Chicago called Burr Ridge. And two, what are you wearing? <laughs> well, I always dress for TV, even if I'm on radio, because I want to feel like, you know, I'm happening. <laughs> so I got, I got a, a black jeans with buttons up the side, white shoes, uh, one of those jackets that say Japan and has the tiger on the back, like a a World War II jacket and uh, a necklace with a with a, a bull on it and uh, the purple hair. Oh, so I'm, I'm styling. You're rocking it, man. Loving it. So talk to me. How are you surviving quarantine? Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm lucky because I'm a musician uh, and I have a great studio in my home. Music has been through my life, really my life raft. And especially in these these times, it's been my my life raft, and I, I uh, kind of channeled my energy into an, a new song called Empty Arena, which I wrote after I saw the great Black Crows do a, a reunion concert for an empty theater, and I said, that is so cool, and I got inspired, and I, I jotted down a few lines. What if the team scored a touchdown and nobody cheered? What if the band did their big encore with no one to hear? Uh, and it, I just kept going. And it was before you knew it, you know, my whole day was gone. But I had this song. And this is a time of maybe three or four weeks ago when I could still call a couple of musicians down to the studio. And we recorded MT Arena. I did a lead vocal and all the backgrounds. And now it's on iTunes. And we're, we've got a, a nice mission because a portion of the proceeds is going to Music Cares, which is really uh, helping the gigging musician. All my, my pals that have had all their shows canceled. Uh, you know, I've been fortunate because, you know, I have a royalty stream. I've been in the business so long. That's abnormal. Most most musicians go from gig to gig to put food on, on the table. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, you know, and, and I know so many bands that... Just had uh, Anthony Gomes, a great blues artist I work with, just had 40 shows canceled. Uh, my son has a, a Steely Dan tribute band called Brooklyn Charmers. They had 30 shows canceled. Wow. This is devastating for bands, you know? It is. Uh, we raised five, $5,000 uh, the first day we uh, opened up the lines, and I did a streaming show, took requests, and... You know, that's what you have to do. You have to feel like you're making a difference. Unbelievable that we're living through this once-in-a-hundred-year kind of event that we're all going through together. But, you know, even like our local musicians that play out, there's a guy who actually started a Facebook page, Public Music Television. They're putting shows on virtually through Facebook Live and stuff for our local musicians that aren't able to gig out like we would normally be going out to see. So... Hats off to you, sir, for doing that. I think probably most folks are going to be familiar with you from Survivor, and I've heard the story, and now I get to talk to you, so I get to ask you if it's true. Did Sylvester <laughs> Stallone call you up and say, hey, Jim, write a song for my movie? You know, it, it's a true story. I, I called the, the phone call that changed my life, Doug. I get I home bet. one day, early 1982, play the answer machine, and, and I, I'm sorting the mail, and I hear, hey, yo, Jim, give me a call, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> it's a nice answer machine you got there. I thought someone was pranking me. Sure. You know? 
Yeah, about an hour later, I played it for my wife. She said, you better get back to him. I bet you that's Stallone. Called him back, and I very tentatively, I say, uh, you know, this is uh, Jim Peterick. Uh, you call, did you, is this really Sylvester Stallone? He goes, hey, yo, Jimbo, call me Sly. <laughs> Dang. And, uh, Sly, man. Here's me, kid from Berlin, Illinois, calling my hero Sly. And uh, he says, I got this new movie. I love the band, your band, Survivor. I want that sound for my movie. I don't want to go on a fly. Now. I want something for the kids. Can you help me out? And I go, is the Pope Catholic? You know? <laughs> and he goes, hey, that's a good joke. You know? Anyway, he sends us the rough cut of the movie. I, I, I uh, invite Frankie Sullivan over, and we, we uh, play that montage. You know, Mr. T is rising up looking fierce. Right. Stallone is like doing Master Charge commercials, kind of trading his passion for glory, as it were. And uh, I had my Les Paul around my neck, and I just started digging, 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 digging. And then the punches are being thrown, and I was grabbing cords. Bam, 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 bam. I said, hell yeah, you know. And But we really couldn't finish the song until Stallone sent us the whole movie. And that's when we heard the phrase, you know, the, the trainer going, Mickey, you're losing the eye of the tiger. Holy crap, you know, there's our title. No doubt. Uh, yeah, and the lyrics just started flying, rising up back on the street, did my time, took my chances, went the distance. Yeah, I you mean, know? it's such an anthem, just such an anthem. Yeah, I mean, Stallone was really on our case, man, to get every line a uh, killer. In fact, when we uh, sent him the demo, he said, oh, that's great, but you didn't write me a third verse. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you caught me. So we were kind of clever, though. We, we changed the first verse a little bit and made it, you know, rising up straight to the top. You know, had the guts, got the glory, went the distance. Now I'm not going to stop. Just a man in his will to survive. So we kind of used some of the lines, but he loved it. And that's what counts. But, of course, your musical career goes back to your high school days. Founding the Ides of March vehicle became a number two hit. I mean, you were still, what, in school when that happened? Yeah, I was a, um, a, a senior in high school when I wrote that song to try to win back my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> Did it work? With 47 years later, I'm still married to her. Awesome! <laughs> and I'm still her vehicle. But now it's a Lamborghini, not a, a 64 Valiant. You know? <laughs> well, times change. I'm glad you got the upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But the girl has always been great. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky with that. How but, do you, you know, deal with that kind of fame at that young of an age, though? Yeah, it, it's first of all, we had really supportive parents. Uh, we didn't re have anything to rebel against. They were so supportive. And we never got into the drugs, never got into, you know, the groupie scene or booze. We were very grounded. And I think uh, we handled fame in the, in the same, same way. We were always like, well, this could end tomorrow. You know, we were never impressed with ourselves. And I think that's the key. Staying humble. Yep. Good advice to live by. Um, so, Jim, also, you know, you have written so much stuff you've worked with so many people i mean the laundry list that i've got here of all the people that you've worked with and you know being from illinois and fellow illinois rockers cheap trick what songs did you write with rick nielsen the album was called woke up with a monster and uh it's, it was all i you're all i want to do all i want to do 
and never never run out of love was the big one, the big power ballad that Robin Zander just owned. I mean, what a vocalist he is. Oh, my God. He's John Lennon and McCartney on one chassis. He kind of is, you know. That that is a, a darn good way, and obviously Beatle influence. I'm, I can only imagine the Beatles influenced you throughout your career as well. The very first uh, rehearsal that the Ides of March had, uh, well, we weren't called the Ides of March then. We were called the Shondells. Had, had to uh, change the name when Tommy James came out with Hanky Pink. But <laughs> darn him! <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I, I like the Ides of March name better. Anyway, so we're watching the Beatles, and we're. We're watching them, and, and we're going, this is what we want to be. You know, they look good. The girls are screaming. They write their own songs. There's the prototype that bands like me all over the world were, were trying to copy. And then, of course, you were a member of 38 Special as well. Not quite. I, they call me the sixth member. I was the, uh, the, the songwriter behind, uh, with them uh, behind Rockin' Into the Night, Hold On Loosely, Caught Up in You. Fantasy Girl, uh, Wild Eyed Southern Boys, Chain Lightning. We hit, hit a sweet spot. Ladies and gentlemen, with all the big hits from 38 Special, you're the man behind <laughs> all that. Well, you know, it's chemistry, though. You know, the first time we sat down at my kitchen table in LaGrange, Illinois, not LaGrange, Texas, uh, we uh, we wrote Hold On Loosely, and that was a, a pretty high bar. So, But, you know, it's a good place to start, and from there, everything else flowed from there. Well, Jim, I can't thank you enough for uh, taking a little bit of time out and chatting with us, especially under the conditions that we happen to find ourselves living in. Thanks again for doing what you do, what you've given us so far, just a, a soundtrack of so many people's lives between you know those early days with Ides of March and through the Survivor and 38 Special and all the stuff, and now back with an, an inspired song by the quarantine times we're living in with Empty Arena. Well, uh, thanks so much, Doug. And we love we love Raleigh. And I've been there many times with, with Survivor and Ides of March through the years. But when I left Survivor in 96, it was my mission to bring together some of those rockers, some of the classic rockers. I do a show every year called World Stage. And, uh, you know, every year it's something like Don Barnes or Kelly Kagi or, you know, uh, the guy, Cinderella Tom Kiefer. Dennis DeYoung, I just wrote an album with Dennis that's coming out in May. So I've been a lucky guy with a lot of great friends. No doubt. A charmed life. Will you stay safe, my friend? Wash your hands now after we got done talking to you and put your mask back on. (laughs) (laughs) Will do, man. I I appreciate the time. And uh, uh, keep rocking and stay safe. Hey, Jim, we really appreciate it. Thanks again so much for taking a little bit of time out with us. Take care. All right, Doug. Bye-bye.